Hello everyone, welcome to Restoration Radio. I'm your host, Adrian Fleming, here with my partner, Landon Towers. And for the very first time on Restoration Radio, we have our very own guest, Joseph Joey Reichenberger. Oh, yeah, I am. I'm honored to be here. Uh, it is it's such a privilege, and I am. I'm. I'm really happy to be the first guest. Uh, it's a, it's an honor for me. So I look forward to this episode, and I, I hope that God is glorified in it all. Amen, brother. We are happy to have you. We're really hitting up that ethnic ethnicity quota right now. We got <laughs> we got a redhead in, yeah, in the house. Yeah, you guys currently yeah. can't see, but yes, yeah. Joey is a German redhead. Yes, so sir. How that works, you know. Nobody That's his parents' uh, problem there, but yeah. Uh, but yeah. So I'm super excited for this episode. We've brought yes. Joey on. He's currently a student here at Arizona Christian University, based yep. out of Glendale area. You could talk a little bit about that. See how it's been here at Arizona Christian. Yeah, yeah. I'm, um, this is my third year here at Arizona Christian, and uh, I've loved every minute of it. You know the the biblical integration in every class. Um, of course, I'm biblical studies major, so that's all I do. I just read the Bible and yeah. read theology books all day, and so. It's the uh, best. <laughs> yeah, it's awesome. I love it, and yeah. uh, we have we have a great faculty and staff here. Uh, a great, you know, mission. We, as a school, our mission is to transform the culture with truth, and that's all I want to do. I want to preach the gospel and change yeah. the world. So, and this is coming from somebody like me that doesn't do that, but like. What better thing if you ever don't know what you what to do for school? What to just go and study the word? You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah, it's, it's, um, it's applicable to all things. Exactly. exactly. Not only is it applicable for this life, but it's applicable for the next life too, which exactly. is yeah. which is really awesome. That's awesome. As well. well, yeah. So obviously, we brought Joey on, uh, being a biblical and theological studies major, to kind of chime in, give a little bit of his insight into 100%. what the Word of God pertains to. So, without further ado, we're gonna get into our. We're gonna. I'm gonna announce what the topic is today. It's gonna be. Christian contentment, Ooh. more specifically, the rare jewel of Christian contentment, uh, based off of the book by uh, a Puritan named Jeremiah Burrow. Mm-hmm. And so with that, I'm going to toss it over to Landon, and he's going to read for us a passage in Scripture that kind of encapsulates that uh, whole theme. Yeah. Where, it all, where it all came from. Exactly. Yeah. So. so let's flip over to Philippians 4, 10 through 13. Give you a couple seconds to do so if you're at home or wherever you're at, in the subway in New York. I don't even care. Let's get out that Bible. Uh, probably taking too long for this. Okay, Philippians 10, 4, 10 through 13. And I rejoiced in the Lord greatly that now at length you have received your concern for me. You were indeed concerned for me, but you had no opportunity. Not that I am speaking of being in need, for I have learned in whatever situation I am to be content. I know how to be brought low and I know how to abound. In any and every circumstance, I have learned the secret of facing plenty and hunger, abundance and need. I can do all things through him who strengthens me. Amen. This is the reading of the word of the Lord. Indeed it is. Sweet. Yeah, so I mean, just talking a little bit about why we chose this topic and, and, you know, giving you guys a little background uh, as to why we're doing a podcast on this. Uh, So... I was gifted this book, The mm. Rare Jewel of Christian Contentment, by, by a brother of mine. Um, and so once I, I got this book, and I really, you know, I, I had it for a little while, and I didn't really pick it up and read it. But once I finally uh, was like, all right, let's see what this is all about. And I, yeah. so I started opening it. And it was very timely, very providential when I started opening it, because then I started facing a little hardship, a little struggles. Yep. And um, obviously, as Christians, it's very clear we all go through hardships. There's tribulation. There's trials, like James talks about that the Lord puts us through. Yeah. And so this book by Jeremiah Burrow, a Puritan, talks about like this these aspects continually, these themes throughout Scripture, on contentment, right? And so that's something that we'll dive into, you know, now. I think relatable uh, to everybody too. Yeah, yeah. It's like what contentment is, what mm-hmm. it means, and like what Jeremiah Burrow really brings out of it and kind of makes it alive in the Christian life. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, yeah. I think it's Go interesting ahead. to note too, 
uh, real quick about where we're at with the book because we're at two different, three different yeah. level, well, levels uh, of where we're at as far as how, when we read the book, if we're still reading the book. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, Adrian, how did, how did you, uh, or where are you at with the book? Yeah, so I, it's kind of funny. I just finished the exactly. book a week ago. And then hundred percent. And then yeah, I uh, I listened to it on Audible probably close to like a year ago. Okay. And uh, I haven't looked at it since. So he's got some time with it. And I, <laughs> I I'm currently in the middle of the book. Yeah. And so dude, we're all I'm, at different stages. I'm highlighting <laughs> the crap out of this thing. I mean, yeah. it is oh beautiful. Oh my gosh, but, that is hilarious. Uh, yeah. So I mean, um, very different perspective. So I guess I'll start us off with with um, a question. Kind of uh, the very first question to open up this topic, kind of pry it open, mm-hmm. is for all three of us. When you hear the word contentment from where you've come in your Christian walk, what does that imply for you? Right? What, is that, what is that definition or what do you think would be your definition if someone asked you, define contentment right now? Yeah. Good, Joey. Joey? Yeah, I think um, for me, you know, I, I think of Philippians 4, which is, you know, the chapter this all comes from. And, yeah. um, the whole chapter is beautiful, but it kind of reminds me, you know, part of, part of the whole passage of Philippians 4 talks about um, of having peace. You know, mm-hmm. um, uh, and so that's kind of what he talks about in verse six. He says, "Do not be anxious about anything," and uh, talks about praying. And verse seven it says, "And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds. minds in Christ Jesus." And so, mm-hmm. uh, for me, I think of contentment of, of being at peace with whatever you, whatever mm-hmm. lot you have in life, wherever mm-hmm. you're going through. Yeah. Um, so that's what that's why I bring it to. Go ahead, Landon. Yeah, go ahead. Hundred percent. Um, and and on top of that, and it's exactly what you're saying. It's uncircumstantial, mm-hmm. um, and that's and that's really the struggle because I've seen this in my own life. I become content in this area, and then God points out a different thing in my life <laughs> where I need to be content. And it's contentment is really true Christian contentment because I will talk a little bit about you know secular contentment, which is which is a thing, um, is is something that is to be had. Uh, in the struggle and in, in in need and in time of not need, and so um, I think I think that's truly what the the core of contentment is: being content only alone in in Jesus Christ. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's good. Yeah. I mean, for myself, when I first like came to this idea of contentment, right? You guys already know a little bit about my background. If you've seen the first mm-hmm. episode, talked about where where I've, from whence I've came and, and my kind of upbringing. The idea of contentment was so foreign uh, to me being raising up in a non-Christian household and uh, that whole aspect of saying like you have to be patient and wait for things you know yeah uh, especially with me and my family like I was kind of like the the spoiled one so it was always like you when I asked for something I kind of get it and uh, I even experienced that all the way out through like my older stages kind of eighth through mm-hmm. like sophomore year where like I was so used to like if I liked a girl or if I liked something I was like I'm going to just go get it and it's going to be mine. Yeah. Um, but once I became a Christian, it, it kind of flipped on its head where I realized there's certain things that are, are kind of God's barred from us and he's kept us from those things. Mm-hmm. So he's kind of opened my eyes to realize that contentment is necessary uh, to the Christian walk, even in the sense, like the most general sense is the fact that right now we're living on earth. And we're still in sinful bodies, and we yeah. have to await right the arrival of mm-hmm. of Jesus Christ, and and you know we have to await eternity. Yeah, that's like the most general thing that every single Christian has to be content in. But then there's obviously circumstantial situations all throughout life. Hundred uh, percent. So for me, it's a fairly new idea that I'm I'm still grasping. But just I guess my brief definition of contentment is it's kind of similar piggybacks off the, off of what you guys say, um, but kind of more pinning on what Jeremiah Burrow says in the book. Yeah. One of his definitions is it's this idea of being okay, 
right, with being just a tool in God's toolbox, right? Mm. So it's this idea of like saying like, okay, God, here I am. I'm before you. You, your will is going to be done. This whole, the whole point of life, the whole point of creation, it's ultimately for your great story, right? And we are mm. just happy to be along and tagging along in it. So if you yeah. use me, praise God, I'm going to worship you for that. But if you don't, you're under no obligation to do that. Yeah. So it's like we already said, it's very uncircumstantial in the sense where it's not depending on whether uh, your circumstances align with what you want or with what your heart like is desiring for. Mm-hmm. All that it, it depends on is whether or not Christ and God's will is being done. So yeah. whatever that is, whatever that lot may be, you're content mm-hmm. there off of that thing. And thankful. I think yeah. that's a hard, th- that's what he oh. talks about too in here. Like uh, Jeremy Burroughs goes into a little bit of, of like, well, a lot of it actually, but <laughs> not, it's easy to be like, uh, I mean, I, I have so many examples in my own life, but I, sometimes I, I become content after I wasn't content because I look back and I realize, oh, God was using that mm. for this, yeah. you know, and I, I'm, I'm in the middle of the, of the book right now talking about how like he, he, he makes the low and he, he exalts the humble, right? Mm. And so it's it's a hopeful thing knowing that when you're in that, when you're in the pit, when you're in the darkness, knowing that there is light to come, you know what I mean? And um, But not to be content so that those things will come, you know what I mean? But in that, uh, be, be thankful that he, he even puts you there. What was I saying? Now my brain is in the circle. Um, <laughs> but, uh, oh, no, Jeremy, uh, what was that? What did I say at the beginning? You're Jay? talking about, yeah. um, you're, no, well, you Rabbit mentioned. Trails. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the idea that it's, like, easy to be content in certain circumstances. Oh, yeah, and then, yeah. And then not the, content in others. In other circumstances, and one of the big things he, he points out on is, truly, we're supposed to be content in the middle of why we don't know why we should be content. You yeah, know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like, it's instead like, of being content afterwards, be content in the midst of the struggle, in the midst of the trial. And and truly, I think that's what God blesses as well. Um, not yeah. to do it for the blessing, but do it because you're seeking first the kingdom of God. It's, you're not doing it so all things will be added to you. Yeah. You just know that they will. Um, but and yeah. even if that's dying a martyr's death and being eternity in the presence of Christ, I mean, that is a blessing. All right, so we have our guest here. Obviously, we brought him on for a reason. I want to hear a lot of what he has to say about this topic. Um, he has a lot more insight than me and Landon might have because he's been uh, here at ACU for three years, and so mm-hmm. he's been under some really great counsel. He's been able to receive some really good knowledge and wisdom. Uh, so one, the first question that we're gonna we're gonna put and pin in this little circle mm-hmm. is, why is it such a struggle to have contentment? What is it that makes contentment so rare and so precious that it's something that we should, as Paul says, seek after or learn? Because uh, it's something that he had to learn. So, yeah. Joey, anything you gotta kind of put in there? Yeah, I think uh, for me to, to start it off with, I think one of the things that makes it so hard and and difficult is because it's so contrary to. To like our nature our mm. being you know we mm. um we are constantly striving we want something better we want something more um we're often found being jealous of those who have better you know even even in christian circles you know we can become jealous of our brothers and sisters if they you know are um doing well financially yeah. or something or you know maybe you're in a difficult spot you know relationship wise and you see a brother who or a sister who is in a relationship and they're happy and you're like man yeah. god i want that and you know, mm. so you begin to pray for it, but you're praying from a place of, you know, not being content with where mm. with what yeah, God has yeah. you, and yeah. that's that's easy to to fall into. And I think it's hard um, because that's that's our sinful nature. Yeah. And the beautiful thing that that Paul says that encourages me is as I struggle with this is, he says he had to learn it, you know, and he, he yeah. says that twice. Yeah. He says mm. he learned it twice, and so 
there's repetition, you know, that's an yeah. important thing biblically. Yeah. And so, mm-hmm. you know, if Paul had to learn it, you know, how much more do I have to? And, you know, I was listening to a sermon from uh, Charles Spurgeon. Obviously, it's YouTube audio. It wasn't mm-hmm. actually there, yeah. unfortunately. <laughs> Dude, he's a little older than I expected. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? <laughs> uh, yeah, but I, I love I love Charles Spurgeon, you know. Amen. But in the, one of the sermons he was talking about contentment, and he talks about how uh, this this degree of contentment is the highest degree you can get out of any mm-hmm. education. And so Paul, you know, being yep. very educated, uh, learning under Gamaliel, one of the um, highest Jewish teachers whenever he was younger, then mm-hmm. obviously having the encounter with Christ and, and learning. Um, Paul was the premier teacher, right, in the first century. Yeah. Um, and yet he had to learn contentment. And so uh, same yeah. thing for us. So that's, that's the thing for me. It's hard because we're sinful, and it's hard because it takes work to learn it. You know, yeah. it's not just something that's given to us. So that's what, that's what I would say. Yeah, I mean, I, I completely agree with that. And I think one thing that Jeremiah Burrow really talks about and this phraseology that he uses repeatedly till the end of the book, it's this phrase called the school of Christ. Yes, and yes, so yes, I, yes, amen. I, I really love like this theme and this kind of like imagery he's giving you throughout this whole story is like as if you're just a student. You're just, you know, a pupil basically just sitting at the feet of Christ and just saying, teach me just yeah. right coming in that, in that posture. And I think that's exactly what uh, our brother in Christ, Paul did. Yeah. He, he came before the Lord and he said, look, this is something that is going to take training. It's going to take, you know, teaching and learning. So he, he sat there and he said, this is something I'm going to learn. This is something yeah. that he's learning is contentment. And I think that's, you know, we can come at this text one of two ways and say, wow, well, Paul had to learn it. You know, and he's way smarter than I am. So it's like, you can come at it that person. Like, if <laughs> right. Paul had to learn it, there's no way I'm going to learn it because I'm not as smart as Paul. Yeah. But I think the more optimistic approach would be we have the same Holy Spirit, right, yeah. that yeah. Paul had, right? The Holy Spirit yeah. abides in each uh-huh. and every believer. And so with that, we can be confident that because we share in unity in the Holy Spirit, mm-hmm. the Holy Spirit is also, as well, is going to bring those who seek it, right? He's going to bring in the Christian who yeah. desires contentment. He's going to bring it bring it to him, right? And he's going to bring him into the school of Christ, as yeah. Jeremiah Bro talks about, and he's going to teach him. And 100%. you just have to come in a, you know, obviously the first part to being able to be taught, I mean, I'm sure I have football background, so one of the things is being coachable. So yeah. it's like this yeah. idea of like you have to come in a humble status and realize that you need to be taught yeah. before yeah. God can actually teach you anything. Yep. So I think that's the first step of seeking contentment is having humility and saying, look, yeah. I do not have this figured out. And Christ, mm-hmm. you have the answers, and so I'm humbling yeah. myself and going on your knees in prayer and saying, yeah. I need contentment. 100%. Yeah, uh, Jeremy and uh, Jeremy, <laughs> Jeremiah, yeah, Jer- Mr. Less- Jeremiah Burroughs. Right, a uh, nickname for the man. I love it, bro. <laughs> Jeremy, my guy uh, who wrote this book, he goes, we go way back to the 1600s, but uh, we, uh, we, what am I saying? But he talks about uh, the, the worship and the word worship that they use um, in a lot of the translations in, in the Hebrew, literally meaning to lie prostate and like on your knees and, and bow before yeah, the one down, who's yeah. giving face you that down, knowledge. Yeah. yeah. And again, with the, with the whole thought of teaching, if, if you think that you're going to be taught algebra overnight, it's not, it doesn't work like that. <laughs> yeah, you know exactly. what I mean? And yeah. I think there has to be a lot of patience with, with yourself and, and, and with how, and to know that like you don't learn this stuff overnight, you know what I mean? And yeah. That can be that can be the struggle in and of itself because I, f- I feel like at least for me as a Christian a lot of times you you're like I should have Christ he should be enough and yes that's true but it's not something that just happens magically yeah. you know what I mean it, it takes um, it it takes effort and and like Paul Paul says it you know it's it's doing what 
what he doesn't want to do, you know, yeah, what, no, like exactly. what the spirit wants to do. But yeah, anyway. Yeah. Well, to, to piggyback off that for a second, you know, yeah. I don't, I guess I don't know exactly how old Paul was whenever he wrote this, yeah. but uh, he was older. Yeah. You know? he, he, he was up there in age. Yeah. So he, yeah. Uh, older than us, that's for sure. Yeah, exactly. And so he's, um, yeah. he, he came old. to a place, yeah, he came to a place later in his life where he's like, okay, now I'm at the place where I've learned this. It's mm-hmm. taken me this much time. Yep. And so yeah. for us as Christians, uh, as young Christians or old Christians, whoever's mm-hmm. listening, yeah. you know, it's it's a process. You know, yeah. you're not going to learn algebra overnight. So. Yeah. You're, you're definitely not going to learn contentment overnight. Yeah, oh, yeah. But yeah. this is the day the Lord has made to start. You know, we're going <laughs> to keep going. Yeah, it's exactly. never, never too late to start and, either. And like, never so. too early if you're 13 out there, whatever oh, it is. Yeah. Like, yeah, who cares? Like, today is the day. So Yeah, yeah so I guess um, I'll start the next uh, kind of segue on this topic. Ooh, uh, so something something that I think is really interesting about this book that we can talk about, we did mention Jeremiah Burrow is a Puritan. Mm-hmm. And Puritans were we love those guys. Yeah, yeah, I got I got a little story about this though. So all right, okay. Right. So Adrian tells me about this book, and I'm like, okay, I've never heard of this. Never heard of this Jeremiah Burroughs. I get the book, thinking like, this is just some off like dude that that wrote it probably the last 20 years or something. And I'm reading this, I'm like, dude, this is super applicable. Like this has to be like I got to look up this Jer- Jeremiah Burroughs guy. See, see what I, church you guys I look, do? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. no, I'm gonna go visit this guy, <laughs> dude. That's me. And and I and I look him up, and I'm like, and I look, I say, this is what I see. I said, grad graduated in the 1600s. I'm like, bro, <laughs> no way. And it, it just reminds me, like, people are the same. Obviously, <laughs> I mean, if the Bible is way older than that, and we we obviously find it relatable, but yeah. So when I looked that up, I was like, dang, man, like he's going through the same stuff. Yeah. The the same exact stuff. Uh, yeah. Obviously, he uses like analogies, like wagons and stuff. I'm like, okay, bro. Like, okay. Yeah. yeah. So that should have gave me some clues. Yeah. But well, no, yeah. to to piggyback off that again, you know, it's there's nothing new under the sun. Uh-huh. And so we oh, yeah. we are Probably, so um, so blessed where we're at in terms of the history of the church, mm-hmm. two thousand years in. Uh, we have two thousand years of rich reflections of the church yeah. to, to be able to go back and look at the Puritans, look at the reformers, mm-hmm. you know, look at the early church fathers and, and be yeah. blessed by their writings and be like, Wow, 100%. they they get us. Mm-hmm. And it's not because, you know, um, it's not because like there's some weird like prophetic stuff going on. Yeah. It's because they're men just like us and there's yeah. nothing new under yeah. the sun. So. They're looking at the same scriptures we're looking at, you know exactly. what I mean? And, and that, uh, yeah, that's encouraging because yeah. it's it testifies to the truth of God's word yeah. and, and that it truly is, you know, like I said, it's God's word. So God knows his creation mm-hmm. and he's made them and wired them a certain way that no matter what culture they're in, yeah. they operate the same way and due to our sinful nature, right? The circumstances and the struggles, although may differing in circumstance, they not differ in, in the actual, you know, content of yeah. what it is. It's, yeah. it's the same spiritual warfare, um, but just different, you know, methods by which it, someone's receiving it. You know, back yeah. then their affliction could have been not having food. Yeah. Now my afflictions over here, like you know, having a girl not like me or something, <laughs> yeah. something completely different. Relatable. Right? Yeah. So it, it's different for for different things, right? Like we always talk about this. I mean, even from a secular point of view, yeah. people always talk about first world problems, and I'm sure that's something that a lot of people, you know, in the Amer in the America and the United yeah. States face is like first world problems. Right, and that's completely... Yeah, my Wi-Fi is not working well. Oh, yeah. man. oh, my gosh, I have a broken phone. My yeah, life but... is miserable. You know, those type of things. And so, yep. you know, we're definitely blessed, and I think that's something that we can look and reflect. Um, and that's one of the things he talks about is... I, he even talks about... And I, I, again, I just read this yeah. again, being in the middle of it, but if you... Like, sometimes we get discontent because we're not the rich ruler or we're not the blah, blah, blah. But he's like, bro, you know how much responsibility they have? You you know the, the turmoil they go through. It literally says in Proverbs, like, I would rather be in the middle than poor or rich. You know what I mean? Yeah. So this book Amen. really takes Amen. a practical look at, 
what circumstance you're in and why God is using that to bless you, yeah, exactly. you know, and to, yeah, cause you don't, yeah, you don't know anyone. Yeah. You don't know what's going on behind the scenes of anyone else's life. And I think that's something that we yeah. look at, uh, throughout, you know, our world and throughout just history is these mm-hmm. people, right. Who they look to these celebrities and this is more pinning on like how we talk about the secular aspect of it, secular yeah. contentment, right. A lot of people want to get rich, you know, get rich quick and, and do these things and, and have girls and, and ha- and attain those things. Yeah. Right. And they, all they see is just this fake facade, uh, yeah. that these rich and wicked people are portraying to them. Right. Uh, you look at these YouTubers, these bloggers, uh, you know, these billionaires and they post their life and it appears so lavish and so rich, but it's actually mm-hmm. dead on the inside. Yeah, it's, no. it's, it, it is not containing any happiness or actual true joy that is found in the Lord. It's all temp- temporal in, yeah. in that sense. Yeah. So, well, the, the thing too, you know, with, with the whole idea of, you know, we, we often want to strive for more money and, yeah. uh, you know, there's that financial thing and, you know, to quote the great, uh, theologian, the notorious B.I.G., Biggie Smalls, uh, <laughs> he said, more money, more problems, <laughs> which, uh, you know, very weird, but that, that is, that is kind of a big truth, you know, and, um, it's, it's something that we don't really like to think about whenever we don't have the money, yeah. but then whenever we do, it's like, oh, there is this responsibility, yeah. you know, cause I've been at places financially where I don't got anything and I'm like, man, I mean, ramen tonight. And then, yeah. you know, there's been other times where I'm like, man, I can't wait to go, you know, ball out and go get some good food and take my friends yeah. out. And having yeah. both those sides, it's like the the contentment isn't in the money. It's it's mm-hmm. going to be found in Christ. Yeah, so. yeah. Well, and he, he even again, and, and this is just biblical. So, and that's what I love about uh, Jeremiah Burroughs in this too is he's constantly referencing scripture. But yeah. if and this is the cliche everybody says, but there's so much truth in this. If you're not content now, you won't be content then. Yeah. And so a lot of times. God's going to give you the opposite of what you're not going to be content about so that you rely on him for the contentment, you know what I mean? And then it's up to his will and it's up to his power to fulfill those things that he knows that you may desire, you know what I mean? But above all, by the grace of God, he's going to put you in those situations that re- that make you reliant on his contentment. Yeah. yeah. I think Which again man, is a grace. Yeah, that Amen. is truly a grace. And lo- the Lord has blessed me immensely with giving me um, the opportunity, I, I was blessed to preach at, uh, a, a church by, you know, a fellow pastor, friend of mine. And mm-hmm. it's kind of funny. This, I love that we're talking about this. The one sermon that I was able to preach was actually on this passage. Yeah. And I remember mm-hmm. one of the things that I, I was blessed to be able to preach and write in my sermon outline. Uh, what I really wanted to bring out of it is kind of flip it and say, like, it, I really analyzed this passage more in depth and like looked at how Paul uh, talked about his contentment. And you look at his circumstance, he had little to no money. Uh, yeah. He was he was seeking to carry forth the kingdom. He was preaching the gospel. And he was like, you know, he was perfectly content in the fact that whether, because uh, it was the church at the time, he, he's writing the letter to him telling them that he's thankful for the, the money that, and the resources that they sent him. Yeah. But one of the things that I love that he says in, in it is he says, and even if you didn't send it, I would have been fine because he's yeah. fully like relying on the Lord. So he tells yeah. them, thank you, praise, you know, I praise God for you guys that you guys awoken and finally decided to, to donate to the cause of the kingdom. Mm-hmm. But he says, even if you didn't, God would have still provided in another way and, yeah. and still would have yeah. brought about uh, the, you know, the provision. Amen. And I think there's even, you know, all throughout scripture, even look at Jesus's teachings over, uh, you do not be anxious, right? That whole passage, yeah. uh, Matthew six, talking about you know, yeah, you know, look at the ravens, look at the look at look, the look, yeah, at, look the, at the lilies, man. yeah, look at the lilies. God clothes <laughs> yeah. trees with leaves, yeah, and, right. and he he feeds the birds, and you know he takes yeah. care of all of nature. Yeah. How much more important are we to God, right? Being mm-hmm. His children, yeah. than these ravens and, and these these leaves and these lilies, exactly. right? And it's it's all about perspective, and it's the way in which we view it. 
but like talking about that, I kind of want to, you know, bring this up is like, man, this, Jeremiah Burroughs, 16th, 16th century. I highly recommend this book. And, and I guarantee all these brothers do as well is because, Heck yeah. <laughs> is because this has such a universal relevance yeah. uh, to all Christians applicable now mm-hmm. and all people now. Uh, especially more than ever in, in a world in a society with yeah. TikTok, no, social media, say. always yeah, saying yeah. like so fast paced, so like you know it's instant gratification. People and you're want seeing all these things, these people too that you're trying to trying to be like them. You're seeing these people are already content, you know what I mean? Yeah, and like exactly. all these things, which is probably not true in the first place, but it mm-hmm. can a lot of times bring a more of a of a depressing glaze on your life because you realize you don't have what everybody else has. Yeah, yeah. well, and that's the thing that's so interesting with the, the way we live today, you know, social media and stuff. We uh, we often want to present the best, mm-hmm. you know. Everybody yeah. wants to present the best. So you're on Instagram, you're on whatever social media it is, and you're following these famous people, and they got the cars, and they got the houses, yeah. and, um, you know, they want to make it seem like they're content, and they're probably not. But even if they are, you know, that doesn't change your circumstances, yeah. you yeah. know, because we... Uh, some people listening, you know, you're probably losing people um, to to COVID or something. You're losing people, yeah. you know, and, and you're like, man, my life isn't going well. Mm-hmm. And then you get on the internet and you see all this stuff. And yeah, it's very it's, discouraging. Yeah, it's easy to just go into a place of despair. But, you know, the recommendation for this book is like, you know, there's contentment that is true contentment that's found in Christ yeah. that doesn't depend on your loved ones being alive or not which is crazy to say. Yeah. It doesn't depend on your financial state mm-hmm. being in debt or, or your relationship yeah, state. Exactly, yeah. exactly. And so it's like yeah. wherever you're at, Christ gives you something. So yeah. I think that's so beautiful because even if you look within the passage of Philippians 4, right before he goes into contentment, what does he say? Do not be anxious about anything, Amen. but do everything, right? Yeah. Through prayer and supplication, make your requests known before God. And mm-hmm. so looking at that idea of like mental health, and I once again i don't know why i've talked like every single time i've given you know a bible study or a preaching or sermon it's always been like philippians 4 it's been yeah. like my go-to I just, <laughs> it's kind of yeah it's yeah. kind of funny i've been at i've been at all yeah those you've been at all those so, yeah. it's like the most applic- it's one of the most applicable <laughs> yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. and so i like everybody yeah. deals with this i remember yeah. uh it was pure heart church i was able to preach a, a sermon right or uh, preach to this group of, of people about mm-hmm. you know about mental health and yeah. uh you know that awareness right in depression and mental health uh, and this was kind of the passage I was at Philippians four, mm-hmm. uh, six, talking about do not be anxious about anything, right? Yeah. Uh, so, you know, it's so crazy to see, right? This idea of contentment, it's almost, it's, it is, in fact, it's the cure, right? So we look at Philippians four, six, where Paul says, do not be anxious about everything, but through prayer and supplication, make your request known before God. Yeah. And then after that, he goes and talks about his contentment mm-hmm. uh, in that. And I, and I guarantee that in Philippians four, six, when he says. Do not be anxious, and he's saying to pray about everything. That that's his like remedy to be content. That's how that's that's how he is able to be content because he has a holy God that hears his prayers. Yeah. And so it's this idea, right? And I want to encourage anyone out there who's listening. If if you feel like you're in a place of despair, uh, if you feel like you're in a place of depression, you're struggling with mental health, right? Uh, A lot of times people tell you to take pills. They tell you the solution is to go see a doctor who's going to fix you. But I want to encourage you today. God is the great physician. He he is the one who can heal the body and the mind. um, And he is sovereign over that. And so I recommend before all that, uh, seek the Lord in prayer. Seek him in prayer because that is what Paul does uh, before he talks about contentment. If you want to be content, uh, you first off have to get on your knees and, and... make your supplications and your requests known before God yeah, yeah. And, and go to him in that way. But I just think that's so beautiful. It, it discourages me sometimes to see a lot of these. And I, 
I've, I've dealt with depression a little bit before and stuff like that, but mm-hmm. obviously I haven't been in the depths of a lot of people have. And mm-hmm. But I see a lot of these, you know, quote-unquote Christian celebrities and all these people on social media talk about, you know, depression and all these things and these programs and all this kind of stuff, these people that claim to know Christ. And, and, and they, ha- they, ha- they should have that knowledge. And they, they, I, I, I rarely see them say that the, the answer to this um, is the word of God and is Christ. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And, and yeah. you know, it's, it's a sad thing to know that these people who proclaim Christ aren't proclaiming Christ in one of the, the main things that yeah. Paul talks about, like literally being, being content in everything. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. And, no, I, love, um, I love what you said. I want to just steal your whole flow for a second on that. Do it, uh, steal this flow yeah no I, I love what you said though because it's the word of god it has the power to you know to heal us and stuff like that yeah. and so that's one of the things that that i heard a sermon this weekend i think yeah. um i think we were all there were you desert hills right oh, yeah, yeah okay good you yeah, were there yeah. so shout uh, out to desert hills yeah, bible church yeah, phoenix great, arizona yeah great place if, you, if you're looking for a church if you're in arizona go there <laughs> uh, or <laughs> subscribe on youtube and whatnot heck yeah um but one of the one of the big points that he made uh, was how mm-hmm. the word of God like revives the soul, oh, yeah. uh, restores you know restores the soul. It's in Psalm Restoration Radio. Yeah, literally, and that's like that's a plug. You know, <laughs> yeah, that, that's, that's what awesome. the word of God does. It it restores yeah. us, and so um, if you're if you're battling that kind of stuff, mm-hmm. uh, get into the word of God. Read yeah. read through the Psalms. You know, if you yeah. wanna if you wanna know um, our language to God in prayer, you know. I yeah, promise dude. you the Psalms give us something oh, yeah. to say David, to God. You David see a was man, a man of sorrow. Yeah, you want, sure. yeah, you want to yeah. see a man that struggled with and knew the remedy for, yes. you know. Yeah, I mean, I even look sorrow. to, even, you know, the the great counselor, mighty God, we look to his example, mm-hmm. Jesus Christ, and his life, right? When his greatest hour of affliction was, was nigh, when it was, like, about to approach him, what was his response? It was prayer. He, yeah. he was in the garden yeah. of Gethsemane, and he was, you know, what did he do? He said, I'm going to devote myself to prayer in this time so that I can, you know, be able to be content in this yeah. affliction that the Lord is going to bring upon him, which was ultimately Calvary. Um, yeah. And so mm-hmm. right before that, right, and that's why I think it's important to continually be in prayer, and that's why Paul says pray without ceasing, is because yeah. you never know uh, what the Lord has in store for your life. You never know when afflictions may approach, yeah. but you should always be prayed, prayed upon and, you know, praying for others. Um, because, like I said, you don't know what, what life has for you. And so I yeah. think if we look to Christ's examples, to David's examples, when affliction is near, when affliction is upon you, the answer many times is prayer and, you know, seeking the Word and seeking God in the Word yeah. Um, continually. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, so good. So, you know, going off that, we can we can kind of move to the a few of the next topics with it. Uh, so I want to talk about the idea, right? We've, we've kind of talked about it a little bit. Uh, already, but this idea of uncircumstantial contentment Mm -hmm. and talking about how we can be content in every lot, in every situation. Um, So with that, uh, we can go around, we'll start with Joey talking about what's a, you know, what's an example or a situation you can talk about from your own life, from scripture, Mm, where you see uh, you've been content or you've been able to pursue contentment in the midst of a really difficult circumstance. Yeah, yeah, no, I, um, I love, as you're saying that, it's so cool. The Holy Spirit is reminding me of a, of a circumstance. I wasn't thinking about it until right now. Um, <laughs> there, was, there was a time probably about a year and a half ago, something like that. Um, mm. uh, I'm trying to, you know, in the moment, think of how much I really want to give out the details of this. <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, Welcome to the life of Joe. Don't yeah, worry, don't no, worry. No, it's, uh, I mean, it's, hopefully it'll bring uh, help to people. But I, yeah. I had gone through a, a trying circumstance, to, mm-hmm. to say the least, where 
I felt as though um, I was suffering unjustly. Um, I was going through inner turmoil, um, and I felt as though I was suffering because somebody else did something wrong. Yeah. And so I was like, I'm, I'm innocent. I didn't do what I'm being accused of, of being done, right? Yeah. And so because of that, I, I was quite literally punished, you know, and, yeah. and uh, it was, I felt it was unjust. I felt it was unfair. And I, I remember being um, so upset. It was, it was interesting. There's a time in my life where um, I'm not a crier. Yeah, uh, but that season of life, yeah, and some people are, and that's a beautiful thing. Like, and there's nothing wrong with crying. Yeah, no, 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 no. But uh, just me personally, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm not a crier, and that season of my life, every day for a week straight, I was in tears, just oh crying gosh. out to God, like, yeah. and and that was big for me because typically I'm not a crier. Yeah. And so it was during that season, and I'm like, Lord, I, I don't deserve this, right? And I, I'm, I was, un, I was uncontent to say yeah. the least. And I remember as I was praying, I was like, God, I don't know, I don't get it. Why am I having to suffer? For someone else's sin and as yeah, I was praying yeah. that the moment I prayed that I was like whoa like I took a step back and it was like there was just this shot of, of hope given to me I was like yeah. that's exactly what well, Christ you, did that's exactly and so like yeah. whenever that hit me it pointed me to the cross uh, and there was there was just this sudden contentment that yeah. just overtook me and it was there was this peace and it was crazy because I was working at FedEx at the time, and so it's three o'clock in the morning. I'm working nights, and yeah. I'm I'm packing some truck, and I'm the whole time I'm as I'm doing that, I'm I'm always in prayer at work and stuff, and and so it's three o'clock in the morning, and I'm just all of a sudden like about to just start crying, but not from being sad anymore, but just from like being so like happy with what yeah. God has just revealed to me, you know, is basically you know coming to that realization that, you know, even if I am suffering unjustly, that's making me like Christ. Yeah, and um, it was it was like such a beautiful you know um, yeah. like thing to to realize in that moment, and so uh, that was one circumstance for me. I know I didn't give out a ton of details, but um, you know, give out enough. Yeah, that, that yeah. was uh, yeah, dude. Yeah. That I and and that's a that's a great reminder for for me. And it's specifically in that instance, it's not it's not always applicable because sometimes we are suffering justly for our own doing. But to that, like God, why am I suffering for somebody else's sin? And then being like. Oh, dang. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yo. Just hits you like a truck, man. Yeah. yeah. No, and that's uh, really what happened to me, you know. Uh, hit you like a FedEx truck. <laughs> you literally, right? I got ran over it, you know. I was just oh, like, okay, Lord, gosh. I'm I'm content now. I'm not going to complain Dude, anymore. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I think, I mean, just kind of referring back to Jeremiah Burroughs' book, I mean, one of the things he said that really struck me the first mm-hmm. time I read it all the way through, there's a particular section in which he talks about, and he says, and he just goes in and he just drills the person, the reader. So if you, if you get the chance to read this, once you come on the section, you'll know what I'm talking about. He starts going in and it's he says, you are nothing and you deserve nothing. Nothing, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so there's this yep. section where he's just really railing in this idea of the nothingness or the unworthiness yeah. of, of us, right, of who we are as sinful humans. And this idea for us, you know, it, it, it is very wicked and sinful many times where we think that, somehow we are, you know, God is obligated to give us something or obligated yeah. Yeah. to hand unto us what we think we deserve. But Jeremiah Burrow comes in and he says, no, 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 that's not how that works. <laughs> bro, you, you know, you, you right now, yeah. if we got what we deserve, oh, like, yeah, no, bro. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And, yeah. and as he said, he says, you're nothing. You deserve nothing for you are nothing. And so the mm-hmm. fact that you get anything yeah. is a great. blessing. The fact that I get to yeah. wake up and even breathe, the fact 
that I get to even talk right now and, and be on a podcast, like it's all grace. The Everything fact that you get to suffer for Christ is even better. Yeah. Yeah. That's why. That's why I believe it was Paul, right? Mm-hmm. Consider yeah. it all joy. Yep. <laughs> when you <laughs> yeah. when you Consider come across joy. sufferings of many kinds for assessing your yeah yeah exactly Man, that yeah. is beautiful. So uh, I'm, I, this next so we'll move on from that talk. That was great, dude. Was great amazing. story. Um, the next part I want to really hit on and talk about. I think this is amazing. Is uh, Jeremiah Broad talks about this this idea of being content yet never satisfied. So, yeah. Landon, I know you're still working through the book, but I'd love yeah. to hear, when you hear that, what, what does that kind of spark in you? Dude, uh, yeah, it's a it's a great differentiating thing because sometimes I feel like people can use those as synonyms. Um, but content and, and never satisfied, as, as Jer, Jeremiah Burroughs uh, kind of explains, is there is a contentment that can be found in laziness, right? Not doing anything, like being like, God is good, whatever, not doing anything. But true contentment that comes from God spurs us on to want to get to know him more, want to yes, pursue him amen. more. Yeah. Yeah. And and knowing that that is also uh, to seek first what? The kingdom of God, right? And all things will be added to you. And so knowing that that is where true contentment even comes from. And so in that... Um, and he also goes into it, and this is a, another topic as well, the difference between a content non-Christian and content Christian. If, if you're content even within your sin and satisfied within your sin, within your own wretchedness or uh, your own unpursuable of Christ, that's, that's like terrible, right? That should be something yeah, that should a, be fleeted from. So we should, never, yeah. we should never be satisfied with our own like the, our own um, place in our spirituality, but wanting to keep pursuing Christ out of love and honor and fear of Him, right? And as soon as we think we've we've made it, right, um, that's a dangerous place to be. Mm-hmm. So, and that's a beautiful, a beautiful promise that we can be content and yet strive. Yeah, I, I think, oh man, one of the most beautiful things. Uh, I'm gonna read a little excerpt out of out of the book and, and something that he talks about. It's on uh, page fifty three. Uh, I read that. <laughs> yeah. So he, he <laughs> <laughs> I got that far. I was in. I was in that far in the book. Uh, <laughs> oh gosh. Oh man. Okay. So Jeremiah Burrell says this: mm-hmm. A gracious heart is contented by the melting of his will and desires into God's wills and desires. Mm-hmm. By this means, he attains contentment. Ah. And and so obviously, when we look at, I think contentment. I I don't think I believe, and it's what the Word of God testifies. Contentment and sanctification are, are this beautiful kind of uh, two virtues, two idea, like two ideals in Scripture that kind of they flow together yeah. very, very profoundly in the sense to where the more content you can be in God, the more the sanctified the man will be. And so yep. this yeah. this truth that he talks about, this idea of melting your heart to become one with God's, God's heart, right? Yeah. It's almost as if like, it's funny. It's I, I image that when I first heard that, I, I kind of, in my mind, I viewed this, this almost like this heart, right? Mm-hmm. Made out of just pure lava and that's mm-hmm. God. And then I have this just styrofoam heart, which is mine. And, sh- and then it, and just, I just got just completely destroyed. Consumed. You got to, yeah, yeah, I got, man, I got completely so. consumed. Right? Yeah. And so just that imagery that I, that I thought of in my head of like, man, like, Yes, Lord, like do that. Like get rid of my old heart, completely burn it to a crisp to where it never doesn't even exist and my heart just becomes your heart. Yeah. Yeah. And so there's this idea, right? And 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 God too, like we we pray that and then God points out those things that we don't and then we struggle with contentment again because God's (laughs) like, give me that. I I, well a brother uh last night I was at a Bible study, he was like, Bro, I've just learned to stop praying for patience. (laughs) 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 Because I was was Andre, by the way. Some people know Andre. 
but but we should obviously. But same with contentment. Like if if you're praying to 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 know and pursue God more, right? Okay. Uh, and you're praying for that. God will point out things in your life that are going to be hard to get through. Yeah. And yeah. and through that, He'll sanctify you and meld your heart uh, to the will of Christ. Yeah. So I, yeah, I just I just love that Jeremiah Brown talks about that. Points it out. Yeah. And it really does relate to that idea of content yet unsatisfied. And I mm-hmm. guess this will kind of lean into the last part of what we talked about. So being content yet unsatisfied, right? We said we have to pursue something. So yeah. I'll, I'll let Joey answer this one. So with that, if we're unsatisfied, right, and we're pursuing something, what should the Christian, what should the everyday Christian be putting their hope in yeah. for the future that they can pursue and be unsatisfied? And, you know, what are they striving for? Yeah, well, I mean, I... The Sunday school answer. I don't want to mess this one up. Um, I'm not going to say money Jesus. or women or anything like that. Yeah, it's Jesus, right? So Jesus, yeah. that's Sorry. that's what. No, that's exactly right. So that's the that's what yeah. we pursue. You know, that's what we seek after, um, and that's that is the answer. You know, the easy Sunday school answer. It's the right one in this yeah. case. Yep. You know, yep. so we seek after Him. We seek after His Word, um, and it, it's so cool. You know, and I, I come back to this yesterday's sermon from Desert Hills. You know, mm-hmm. the Word of God. And how powerful it is, you know, how yeah. beautiful it is, and yep. um, what it what it does to us, how it changes us, and it's um, that's where we go to, and so that's that's what I um, have to remind myself of often whenever I am struggling with contentment. What am I going to pursue? Well, I know I know what it is. I got to pursue yeah. Christ and Jesus Christ. Yeah, exactly. That's great, man. I, I think yep. one of the things that you know you mentioned and talked about this idea of pursuing Christ, and that that is the right answer. And you, you already talked about it. His word is like, it gets a very general term. Like a lot of times it's like, you know, people will say, yeah, I'm pursuing Christ in my life. Right? I see that in people's bios all the times. But we want to make it clear here at Restoration Radio is like, what are the means by which you can do that? God, if you want to be, as what Jeremiah talks about, be the gracious man that has his heart melted with God's heart uh, and have your will be his will. Well, there's only one thing on this whole earth that God has given us to tell us his will and it's his word. Amen. Yeah. So if you want your heart to be melted, to God's will, you need to seek his will, right? And his yeah. will is, is in his word. And so and it's living you know, and active. Yeah, it's yeah, living and active, exactly. you, know, yeah. you know, sharper than any two-edged sword, willing to piece, pierce to the soul and the joints. Yeah. Uh, so with that here at Restoration Radio, I think I speak for all of us when I say this, if, if you seek this, right, if you want to be content, if you want to be the sanctified Christian, there's many things you should do. But first and foremost, right, it, it's read God's word. And then pray, right, that he would allow you to understand it, right, mm-hmm. that he would open your eyes to be able to perceive yeah. and to understand what his will is so that you can have a more clear and full picture of Christ, who Christ yep. is. And once yeah. you have a more full and clear picture of who Christ is, you can pursue him in your life and you can pursue yeah. to attain to that, uh, you know, that character exactly. or that image that we're supposed to bear on his behalf yeah. to yeah. be his representatives to the world. Yeah, and exactly. and ask God to search you too, uh, as as I think Psalms 39, uh, 139, uh, David whole psalm is saying search me search me oh god because i know in my own life even where i'm at right now god will show you those things where like you said the antithesis of putting your hope in jesus and finding contentment is not putting putting your hope in anything else yeah and uh and (laughs) i promise you if you ask god to search you he will point things out and and by his grace uh he he gives us himself and his his contentment that only comes from him yeah Yeah, well one one thing i want to just i want to encourage though because i know um as we talk about this read the bible read the bible um, I know sometimes that can be kind of like a, a an overwhelming statement to hear if you don't know where to start and stuff. And so um, we, all of us, we believe, you know, the entire Bible is the Word of God, Old and New Old Testament. Testament. 
So read read the Old Testament, read the New Testament. But one thing that I'm currently doing, and this is just a thought to mm-hmm. consider for those of us listening, um, one of the things that I've decided to take up um, this year is I want to read through um, the Gospels. Yeah. And so you know this this last month December, um, obviously Christmas. So I wanted to read through the all four of the Gospels in a month. And so it was three chapters a day. If you read three chapters a day mm-hmm. of the Gospels, you'll finish the all the Gospels in a month. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so uh, I was I was able to do that. I got a little bit behind at moments, but I finished up, um, finished that up. And then uh, at the beginning of, of this new year, 2022, one mm-hmm. of my brothers in the Lord, he was so inspired with, with that idea that he was like, I want to do that every month for this entire year. And so he's yeah. going to be reading through the Gospels every month for this entire oh, year. Man. So he's going to read through the gospels four times over and so i'm actually yeah. going to do that with this brother and mm. so that's just an idea you know a reading plan to perhaps pick up you know 100%. or if not look up something online and this find is the time of, this is the time of year and Jay, i'm just stealing this from jason Crothers, who uh, was uh who did the sermon at desert hills this week but i mean what better of a time to start at the at the new year yeah. not that it's any special time it happens every year obviously obviously <laughs> yeah. yeah but, but there's a million hundred percent all based on january 1st right exactly right. so I mean, yeah it is it makes it easy we are a little you know behind that and but, you know you can it, still jump the gun on it yeah and to plug not as a substitute for the word of god but something that'll especially a- if a- you a- struggle a- with contentment it'll point out things in the word of god to go to is the rare jewel of christian contentment by Amen. jeremiah burroughs which Right now, I'm mean, be honest with y'all. Um, contentment is a struggle, and it's something that I have to continually go to God for. And this has been a book that has been very beneficial, um, and 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 very uh, uh, poignant, and and pointing out Scripture and pointing out areas in my life and and practical tools uh, that'll lead you back to Scripture. Again, not as a substitute, um, but as a, as an extra ancillary material. So. Yeah. Well, um, you know, we once again we just want to thank Joey for coming on the show. Uh, as of right now, we're going to take a little break, and then once we get back, we're going to finish up with our last segment, uh, talking about you know what's going on in our lives, what are we reading, what are we doing, what are Dude, we he's watching. Trying to, he thinks it's awkward, so he's trying to segue around like what I actually called it, but it's called What You Doing Reading, oh sorry, it's What You Doing slash Reading slash Washing, etc. That's the segment, <laughs> that's what it's called. That's what we're going to dive into. That's yeah, what yeah, what you, so what you doing reading. We'll be back right now <laughs> after this break. Bye. Are back, folks, doing what you're doing, slash reading, slash watching, etc. Let's start off with my boy Adrian here. What are you doing, slash reading, slash watching, etc.? <laughs> so as of right now, uh, I've been pouring a lot of time. Well, right now, currently, I'm on. We're on college break. Um, at least me and Joey are. Uh, so we're on college break. So I've been spending a lot of time uh, in the Word, praying. Uh, you know, spending time with God's people. So I've been mm-hmm. blessed to be able to go to church and, and have fellowship with a lot of you know, good brothers and sisters in Christ. Um, but as far as what I've been reading uh, that's new uh, to me is I'm reading a book. It's called Power Through Prayer, and it's by E.M. Mm-hmm. E. Bounds. It's it's a really great read. I'm, I'm about mm-hmm. a little over halfway through it right now. And this whole book, right, this whole, the, the premise of this whole book is this idea that God, all throughout history and all throughout time, has decided that he's going to carry his will, uh, he's going to carry out his will not through machines, uh, not through methods, Right, but he's going to carry it out through men. And mm-hmm. then, I, I mean, the first time I heard that in this book, I was like, I was dumbfounded. I was shocked. I was like, man, it's so true. He carried out his will, uh, you know, through Noah, mm-hmm. through Abraham, David. Even through the, Judas. <laughs> the, yeah, through Judas, the prophets. Everything he's carried out through yeah. men. And lastly, the greatest man of all, Jesus Christ. Yeah. Uh, and so with that, this whole book, I recommend it. I recommend it. Like I said, once again, it's called Power Through Prayer, Ian Bounds. And it's all about how, as men... 
uh, if we really want to be used by God, there's a special anointing that God gives to people to be used. And the only way to receive it is through prayer. It's through yeah. getting on your knees and seeking him. And it's not just this quick, nice and easy, just, you know, I said my prayer, check it off the list. It's like an actual devotion uh, and wrestling yeah. to, to, to prayer. And like it talks about time and time again, continually throughout this book that I'm reading over and over, all these great and giant theologians throughout history and it reflects on their prayer life yeah. and how prayerful they were, right? It's not yeah. this, it wasn't like legalistic in the sense where like, wow, if I don't get my three hours of prayer, then I'm not holy. It's just they really genuinely cared so much about their brothers and sisters yeah. in Christ and about the ministry that they felt that they were not worthy to do any ministry unless they devoted their lives or every day to three hours of prayer. And so it's kind of really affected my life. It, I recommend, you know, the read. Yeah. And I recommend all Christians everywhere to start, you know, growing that discipline of prayer, whether it's. 10 minutes in the morning, 10 minutes at night, just to start at least. And yeah. then you could add on more time as you go. But I, I think it's true that if you spend more time and grow that discipline, you're going to want to pray more because you're going to yeah. see the fruits of it and you're going to see how good God truly is. Yeah, what a, it's no other person in history can we, you know, talk to and also read about. And we get to communion with the creator. We have communion with the creator of the world. You know what I mean? I mean, that's... It's beautiful. It is beautiful. Yeah. yeah. So that's that's what I'm reading, feeling right now. <laughs> All right, J Dog, Redheaded yeah. Joey, yes, my sir. guy. What <laughs> yeah. what are you doing slash reading slash watching, etc.? Yeah. Well, um, currently what I'm doing is I'm on the podcast. So what? that's that's one thing what for podcast? sure. Uh, I don't know. I'm lost. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know where I'm at. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. It goes uh, down right now. Right. But uh, but no um. I'm obviously reading the Word. You know, I, I try to read the Word as often as I can Amen. every day. Reading through the Gospels, like I said earlier. Um, trying to just be more and more um, in the work and ministry of Christ. So reading the Gospels yeah. over and over and over. Mm-hmm. And then over yeah, a few over. more times. Uh, yeah. <laughs> That's kind of what I'm devoting this year to. Um, which I would, I would recommend only if you've read the entire Bible. If you haven't read the whole entire Bible, don't do that. Read the whole Bible first, probably. Do it. But uh, I'm doing that. And then I'm, I'm reading through two books that... Uh, you know, I, I can't speak a ton on because I'm kind of barely starting them, but so far what I have gotten to, they're really good. I'm reading through um, another Puritan. We love the Puritans. Uh, yeah. So um, another Puritan, uh, Thomas Brooks, he has the book uh, Precious Remedies Against Satan Devi- Satan's Devices. Um, mm. So it's kind of a spiritual war- warfare kind of book um, looking at uh, how Satan will tempt us and, and the remedies to that. And so yeah. um, it was really cool. I was, I was listening to the audible of it at work, and uh, I had to, like, stop. And just like start taking notes because I was like, man, this is this is fire. Yes. Um, and then I I started looking up stuff online and I found like a PDF where somebody already took the notes for me and I was like, that's awesome. So um, I plan on getting the physical copy of the book, taking those notes that I found the PDF of, and then listening to the audio through again because um, it's it's been it's been edifying and to Puritan, so it has to be good. Um, that's kind of the rule with the Puritans. <laughs> they, they usually have some. They usually have gold. Uh, but the other book that I'm I'm reading through very slowly, it's. Um, by Greg Bonson, it's called Victory in Jesus, The Bright Hope of Postmillennialism. And so it's a eschatology book, and Greg Bonson's just talking about the, the bright hope of postmillennialism. And so um, barely started it. I'm barely 10 pages in. But Dude, way to get controversial. I, I know, <laughs> I'm right? kidding, so, I love it. <laughs> uh, if you disagree, if you don't think postmillennialism is biblical, that's fine. You know, it's, uh, you're, you're wrong, but it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just kidding, of course. Yo, um, you know, th- there's the non-theology major over yeah, here right. being like, oh, no, he's I, like, he's like, is this right no it's um I, I will say you know I there's biblical teachers that I I love and admire that mm-hmm. they believe differently on eschatology and For sure 
you know, Vody Bauckham, he's way smarter than me and he believes differently than me. And yeah. John MacArthur, same thing, way smarter than me and believes differently than me. And so I, I kind of hold that with open hands, saying, "Hundred well, percent." You know, so no, it's it's great to study, though. I, I, I of course, I jest, but <laughs> <laughs> right. I love All it. Right. Really. So, last but not least, we have our very own Landon. What are you reading? What do you what you doing? Reading slash watching slash etc. You got to put the etc. in yeah. there. That is part of the. I can tell Agent just cringing over here. Like, oh my gosh. No, I. What am I doing? Uh, well, I just got back from the holiday. I don't want to tell everybody what time we're recording this at, but, um, and so uh, just working. Uh, you know, God is, is it's testing me in, in certain ways, but by the grace of God, I mean, he's grown me, so thank him there. Uh, as far as reading, I, uh, I'm i currently, as, as we all know, <laughs> I am reading The Rare Jewel of Christian Contentment by Jeremiah Burroughs, but I just finished R.C. Sproul's The Intimate Marriage on Audible, which was a great listen through, uh, really yes. just kind of uh, putting a, a deep dive into, into marriage and, and things, of course, in any stage of life. Um, Married, single, whatever it is, it's always a great thing to go through. R.C. Sproul, uh, amazing uh, commentator, commentator and, and preacher of the Word of God. And Post Mill. And Post Mill. We got Post Mill. Had to throw that in there. Uh, <laughs> and then uh, also uh, some more biblical stuff. We watching Spider-Man Home. Uh, wait, not Homecoming. What's it called? No Way Home. Anyways, uh, watching Spider-Man, uh, some great biblical stuff. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but no. Uh, very edifying. Very edifying. Had me thinking about the Trinity. Yeah, why? Three and no one. Spoilers, and... Uh, what? Oh, also <laughs> Matrix. Three spiders and one, one being. <laughs> oh, God. And the Matrix Resurrection. No, anyways. Uh, <laughs> I, I just, I just. But yeah, I... Uh, God is good, and it's it's really cool to see, um, you know. Um, tell us also, people listening, what you're reading, what God do it. God, obviously, uh, most importantly, prayer and the Word of God, uh, but other things that, that God has been using to grow you and stuff, we'd also love to hear from you guys as yeah, well. Yeah, leave that down in the comments yeah. or yeah. wherever. So what you doing? What slash. you doing slash reading and slash watching, <laughs> etc. <we> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Well, Landon, do you want to take us out? Yes. Uh, again, thank you guys for being here. Thank you guys for listening. Uh, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and our website, restoredmedia.org. Um, we can, you can also email us there, uh, even send in a devotional, uh, whatever you want to do there. Um, we'd love to hear back for you. We have an episode out as of right now that you can go listen. And so um, I pray that you guys do that. And uh, Joey, you got anything to say as we as we get yeah. out of here? Yeah, go ahead, yeah Joey. well, the, yeah. The last thing I want to say is uh, obviously thank you guys for having me. You know, Dude, it's, thank you it's an honor. On. Yeah, I'm I'm very blessed to be a part of this and to be a guest here. And so I hope to be back for for something. I don't know what if yeah. if, if God has that in His providence, and I would love yeah, to come man. back. Yeah, of course. Um, but yeah, just just Shalom uh, Gloria. That's my final Amen. remarks Amen. on that. Amen. All glory, Christ. Man. All right. Well, I'm gonna ha- I'm passing it over to Joey here. He's gonna say our closing remark, and then we'll. Uh, We'll let you guys go. Yeah. Uh, and remember, the kingdom of God is coming to make all things new, and it starts with you. See you guys. Until next time.